Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Share Watch podcast. So, with a new name comes a new affiliation. So, I am delighted to announce for the month of September, I'm going to be working with an amazing pal of mine, Laura Farrington. So, Laura was back on the podcast a little while ago where she spoke about how she has dealt with her own meditation, how she's dealt with her own anxiety, how she's dealt with her own traumatic past experiences. And Laura and I have been friends for a long, long time at this stage. And Laura has launched a a new meditation service. And it's perfect for someone who's feeling anxious, stressed, or simply looking to feel better in their own daily routine and daily life. Laura is providing classes Monday to Friday for 15 minutes. So 7 a.m. is one class, 8 a.m. is the next class. It's simply 15 minutes. And it's a beginner's journey into meditation. Laura qualified to teach meditation about five years ago. Uh, through her course in India and she's also a fully qualified, fully qualified yoga teacher as well and the classes are incredible so I'm delighted to be partnering up with Laura there's classes that you can sign up for weekly passes there's daily passes or there are other passes as well and it's hugely important that if you're looking forward to create some sort of morning routine with the kids going back to school trying to start start off your day right or you're looking to do a quick meditation, maybe even the bus or in the car when the kids are kind of gotten out of the car or else even in the shower or whatever it may be, you can you can work with Laura and kind of join in and book that 15 minutes in for yourself and that could start off the day on the right foot. So if you're interested in working with Laura and joining up for a course, head over to Meditate With Laura on Instagram or head over to www.meditatewithlaura.ie and I have a code of Shane25, S-H-A-N-E, 25 for 25% off your initial first purchase. So if you are interested in work with Laura, www.meditatewithlaura.ie, Shane25 is the discount. And I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Super, super excited for today's episode of the podcast. So this is one of those episodes that's going to be very, very heavy on the mindset and Deirdre Ray has blown up over lockdown and Deirdre Ray is a certified personal trainer, a fitness instructor and a body positive coach. So growing up, Deirdre struggles severely with mental health um, and has an incredible story to tell as coming from an eating disorder background, an OCD background and, and, and it's incredible to see the turnaround in Deirdre. I've, I've followed her for quite a while and she talks about a lot of different things. She hopes she's so open and honest about her background and her struggles. She also talks about kind of like you are not your intrusive thoughts. It's okay to say no to things as well. And no is a simple two-letter word that a lot of people will struggle to say. It's also dealing with comments on her body. Deirdre has a very infectious uh, mentality and that it's very, po- uh, very positive and bubbly and her content is has shifted slightly in that she has Instagram, she has TikTok, she has Twitter now. But in relation to dealing with comments on her body, and she was re- recently did a talk at, at the manor and she got asked questions on that as well. And she talks about little tips and tools that she has for dealing with comments on her body. The other things that we talk about is how you talk to yourself matters. And there's a lot of kind of like overlap and a lot of linkage to what should we really talk about. The importance of respecting yourself, tips to kind of build confidence, and also kind of tips if anyone is looking for a little bit more lightheartedness on, on on the episode in relation to if you're looking to kind of grow your socials looking to blow up your platforms and kind of go down kind of like the influencer route and like the tools of the trade uh that deirdre talks about but it's mainly a headspace episode or a mindset episode and deirdre has been so honest and open about it there's definitely a lot of tools and she mentioned mentions a, a book in it as well which i i've read since deirdre has kind of recommended 
and it, it, it is very very interesting as well so i hope you guys enjoy the episode with deirdre hey deirdre how are we thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me so deirdre i'm gonna let you talk to us about how and what about you do like i know you've blown up during lockdown anyway with all the reels and the tiktoks like the the uh your your happiness is infectious i'll give you that um so i'll let you oh, talk okay. <laughs> i'll let you take it away for for how people know about you and uh gives a little bit of background your, around your story yeah sure okay so um i started instagram doing instagram about like actually kind of almost two ish years ago um maybe almost two and a half ish years ago and then um but yeah, no, over lockdown, I just kind of started getting more, more traction with that. And I also started TikTok over lockdown and kind of the main things that I do are workout videos, mental health, and like I've recently started cooking. So <laughs> I've been trying to like get better with recipes and everything like that. But, um, I am a certified personal trainer and I'm also certified, I'm a certified like body positive coach. So that is kind of the main thing that I focus on those like three main things. And yeah, just, it, I would say mostly the main thing that my page focuses on my Instagram page is mental health. And then my TikToks are a little more random, like a bunch of things. I do some like Irish like, or uh, American living in Ireland TikToks, which, um, and then uh, some health and fitness and mental health ones too. And then just funny ones. I'm trying to, I'm going to steer my TikTok more in like the mental health direction, but, um, it's been don't fun. change it completely. <laughs> yeah. I won't change it completely, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, for now I've been having like a lot of fun just doing random stuff on TikTok because it's just fun. So yeah. You talk about kind of the mental health and stuff like that. Cause I know you've had your own kind of like struggles in the past with kind of like mm-hmm. body issues and eating issues and stuff like that in the past. Can mm-hmm. you kind of talk about that a little bit more and kind of, how there actually is hope for people to come out the other side because i think i struggle from body dysmorphia myself but i know when it kind of comes from an eating disorder background a lot of people don't think there is a lot of hope on the other end it's becoming rife in uh, unfortunately it's like 60 percent increase amongst men during the lockdowns which is which is crazy um but can you kind of tell us a little bit more about your story on that side of things yeah no absolutely so Growing up, um, up until I was 19, I didn't know that I had OCD, which is like obsessive compulsive disorder. And a lot of people don't really realize how severe OCD is because, you know, you just kind of like hear like, oh, it's my OCD. Like, I'm just so clean. And it's like, that's not what it is at all. Um, And my OCD actually caused me to have an eating disorder. So I had three types of like kind of disordered eating patterns. One was like the anorexic tendencies where I would only eat like 600 calories a day. And then I had like an exercise addiction on top of that. And then I would also have a bit, then at different points I had like severe binge eating disorder. And then I kind of turned into bulimia after that. So it was like, it was all over the place, but that was, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was a lot. And it weirdly enough, never started because of body image. It almost started more of like, because I wanted to control the situation that that was the only thing I felt like I had control over was my food. And I felt like if I can control that, if I can control my weight, if I could, tr- could control how I looked, then the rest of my problems would be okay. Like if, if everything else exploded that day, at least I didn't eat more than I said I would. So 
which is extremely horrible, especially when you do eat more than you said you would. And then you go into a spiral of like, for example, if I, with my, with my binge eating disorder, which is the one that I struggled with the longest and was like the, the most impactful and like my health and everything was when I would, so I would restrict my eating for about like three to four days, like four, if I was quote unquote, like lucky with it. And then I would have like this entire binge where I could eat enough for those three, four or five days, like in one sitting. And then the next day I would like, or the next, like right after it was done, I would go into like this complete and utter shame spiral. My body image just was like, it was non-existent. I felt like the actual worst human being on the planet. Like I would be crying, having panic attacks, like everything right after. And this happened literally every three or four days. Like, and, um, so I just became completely obsessed with it. Um, I read, the book brain over binge right have you read it yeah yeah. it's 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 amazing and the the urge surfing and talking about your urge and name and yeah yeah. it's an amazing book it's it's insane it's 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 by Catherine hansen i might have i might have said that wrong but that book genuinely like no joke helped me cure my binge eating disorder and like there i had like a few slip-ups like every like a few times after i read it and then there's like an interactive guide or something, which I actually never did because I didn't need to. But um, then that genuinely, I like attribute that book co- completely to my binge eating disorder, like no longer having it. So, um, cause I was like desperate. I was looking for anything. I was like willing to read. <laughs> like, I was ready. Um, but I, for, for the anorexia tendencies and the uh, exercise addiction, those things were more like exposure therapy based where I wasn't able to like read something I had to like it. Cause that's when I started having fear foods and like my fear foods for the things that like I, if I ate it, I genuinely would look in the mirror and thought I was like 500 pounds and I would be like terrified of eating just like, I would stay away completely from certain types of food. I would try to go vegan, keto, soup only, liquid only, like every diet possibly like you could possibly imagine. I would like, I would try it. And so after I wanted, like, I, I tried so hard to get better from that. And, it, and I realized that like to start getting better from that, I needed to eat my fear foods, even though it gave me complete and utter like, anxiety. And I would like cry, <laughs> but I would still like, I would eat it and I would realize like I would feel the fear and everything like that. And then afterwards I realized I would be okay. I didn't actually gain 500 pounds. Like I was going to be okay. And so I, I like incorporated it more and more and more where, but then I would also, and then it was, oh, I just, <laughs> I'm kind of like going all over the place, but it was, it was, I realized I then, I then went too much in the other direction where I was kind of only eating then foods that I was scared of, which wasn't great either because it made me feel like crap the entire time. So then I pulled back and I got more into like an 80, 20 type thing where like 80% of the foods I ate, I eat now are fueling. They make me feel good. Um, no food group is off limits. Like I eat carbs, fats, proteins, all of that and everything. And then 20%, I just, whatever I want. Like if I want to have cake, if I want to do whatever, if I, it just, I, I, I focus on that. 
And then for the exercise, the exercise addi- like addiction for everything, because I, I had some body dysmorphia too. I, um, I would force myself to take rest days instead of working out two, three times a day. And so the rest days I would just like focus on walking because I felt like I was still being active and I was still doing things, but it was so much less on my body. So I started going more into like a lower impact. I started weight training, not much as much cardio. I was getting like, I wasn't as sick anymore because I was getting sick probably every three weeks I was going to get a cold or I was like some sort of like illness um, because I was working out and under eating so much and the injuries I had. So I now have like no injuries, <laughs> thankfully, but um, yeah. So that's kind of the story with that. It's amazing that a book can hit you so hard at the right time. Like they always yeah. say it about books, but I don't think it's when you, when you hit a book at a certain time, it's like, it just changes your headspace um yeah and it, it, it and, I, and i also have to say i also have to put a caveat out there that that, that book may like it won't work for everyone and it may not work for everyone like mm. cbt also has a place and so cbt doesn't work for everyone um and it may work for other people like it it, it does depend on the person so it is important mm. that people do not there is support out there i just have to put that caveat out there um one of the things you kind of talk about up on your socials is one of the posts I think you put out recently enough was in relation to intrusive thoughts. I think a lot of people do struggle with this. And like we as a human race tend to think that like we don't know how to hold, we don't know how to deal with the negative thoughts because we think that life is just going to be like lollipops and rainbows and butterflies. And then when these thoughts kind of come in, we don't know actually how to deal with them. You put up a post about you are not your intrusive thoughts. Can you talk talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. Okay. So, wh- so growing up, I had OCD, and I act I actually um, ended up like having to stay in a hospital for a month and drop out of college because it was so bad, and my mental health was just like it was. I I just it was the worst place I've ever been. Because um, with OCD, you also have like a ton of other disorders. Like I had the eating disorders, I had anxiety, I had depression. They thought I had psychosis, like all of that. And it was because of these intrusive thoughts. Like all of them were because of these intrusive thoughts that OCD was causing me to have. So while I was there, they were teaching us kind of how to deal with them and how to almost remove yourself from the intrusive thought that would come at you because when it's almost like you have another person in your head like yelling these things at you and like you hear them but if you're able to kind of like separate yourself notice it it's not about blocking it because a lot of the times when you have an intrusive thought you just try to push it away and not yeah. think about it and not want anything to do with it but it's kind of like i don't know if you've ever heard of like the um like don't think of the red elephant everyone's going to think of a yeah. red elephant. It's like, oh, I wasn't thinking of it before, but now that you said not to, I'm definitely going to. And then that way it almost becomes more of an obsession because you're like, don't think about this. Don't think about this. Instead of being like, okay, I noticed you there. Like you can be there for as long as you want, but uh, just so you know, uh, this is what I think. You can think whatever you want on um, this. This is just what I think, but be there as long as you want. And then it goes away so much faster. And then if you're like pushing it away, cause then it's like, okay, I'm going to like smack back even harder you know what I mean but um so for the intrusive thoughts for me the intrusive thoughts that would come in about myself I like would 
I would think that that was me. Like I would think that every thought that came into my head was what I was. And like, and there were some horrible things that would just come in, but I would assume that every thought that came into my head, everybody else was thinking, and it had just come to me now. So every single one stuck with me. And I would think that going into social situations, I would think that just laying in bed, being like, everybody probably thought this, 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 and this about me. And intrusive thoughts have a weird way of just making you, making you feel like that's all you're worth and that's all you are. And obviously that's not the case. So while I was at the hospital, they would do these. Um, I'm a huge advocate for exposure therapy, which is like the scariest thing in the world to do, but it's in my opinion, the best thing that you can do for your mental health because with the intrusive thoughts, like if I said, if I, I would, per- my intrusive thoughts would also become, Oh, sorry. My intrusive thoughts, I would also vocalize to people. So it's like, if I, if I thought that my, shirt was ugly. It like intrusive thought. I'm just going to pick a random one. I'd be like, Oh, sorry guys. Like my shirt's just like so ugly. Like pay no mind to it. Like I just got out of bed or whatever. And nobody cares. You know what I mean? And I thought that everybody would. So it's just like an exposure therapy thing that you would do is just to not mention it. And you would have anxiety. You'd have to think that all of these people think that your shirt looks horrible, but then it's, it's a, this is just a random example, but yeah. And then you're just sitting with whatever the thought you might be having is and you have to go out and do it anyway. You're like, Oh my God, I don't want to meet this person because I haven't seen them all pandemic. And what if they think I've like gained weight or if they think I've lost too much weight or what, whatever they're going to think about me. Like you, you still have to push yourself to go or else you're letting your intrusive thoughts and your fear and your self doubt all win. And if you go, you might end up having so much better of a time or you might have a horrible time. And then, you know, but you still didn't let it win. And so it's like a little win for you in that area. Have you heard of ACT therapy? AC? No, I actually haven't. So it's similar to what you're talking about with that little intrusive thought. And it's kind of like, it's almost like thanking yourself for that negative thought that kind of comes in, but you give that negative voice a name. And it could be someone because negative thoughts are like, if you put a petrol onto a fire, it's going to explode. So it feels on that. And if you were a kid, your parents probably at some stage said, like, if there was a bully at school, like, kill them with kindness or just ignore them or whatever it may be. But ignoring is not going to work. But if you kill the, 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 the negative thought with kindness and thank that voice or thank that person, that the, the, vo- the, the, the name that you've given to that voice, it will diffuse the whole thing. It will diffuse the actual yeah. thought and take the power away because negative thoughts are always going to be there. They're going to come in. It's how our brain protects us, but it doesn't mean they're actual truth. Like the, the, the thoughts that we have are our lies, our emotions are where the truth is. And that's the thing that a lot of people don't know how to cope with, unfortunately, at the minute. I think that's what's basically what's happened during lockdown is emotions are kicking people's asses, unfortunately. And it's it's not pretty to watch. And from someone who has, I've been one week away from doing something very stupid and it's not fun to to see other people that are at that stage. Um, and it's not, it's not fun at all. You've mentioned there about kind of like comments around, kind of around clothes and stuff and that side of things. But I think you did, you did the, the talk at the weekend and one of was the thing was like dealing with comments and comments on your body or whatever it may be. How, what are the tools that you've used for yourself and what tools could you give out to someone who may be kind of like struggling with comments or whether they're directed at them or they could be just latching onto them, if you know what I mean? Oh my God. Yeah. So 
yeah, growing up, I feel like, especially like you just get so many comments on your body, whether people mean it or not. Um, I've had people that I know comment, just I'll show them a picture being like, Oh no, that's cute. But like, you have like a little, it looks like you're like, you're overweight or something. I'm like, what? Like, like not even in your head. You're like, Oh, but like, this looks weird. What, why does, why is your like legs like that? Like all of this stuff. And you're like, Oh my God, I didn't even realize it was like, I love that picture. And now I'm like overanalyzing it. And then you overthink every picture like that. Like what if somebody's thinking this or this or this? And so I mean, on Instagram right now, there's like a huge platform for body positivity. And like, I, I love it. I think it's like the best thing to happen to Instagram. But I also think that there should almost be more of a movement for body acceptance because that's always the first step. It's never, you're never going to like look in the mirror the next day. Like after you look in the mirror, you're like, oh my God, I'm so ugly. The next year, you're not going to be like, I am the hottest person on this planet. Like, it's just your brain doesn't work like that. It's going to be gradual. Like, that's not going to happen. So, I always say, you're, you like, don't, don't beat yourself up when you try something and the next day you don't feel like a million bucks. Like, you're just, it, that, that's, it's not, it's going to be a lot more gradual. So, I always say, focus first on body acceptance. And the way that you do that is you have to get more comfortable with your body. Cause I feel like what I would used to do is I would never, ever, ever wear form fitting clothes. I would never buy clothes that fit me because, um, I would want to stay the size that I was. So I'd be like, Oh, when I lose weight, like then I can wear this. But if I, if I buy new clothes, I won't want to lose weight. So I won't, I won't, I refuse to do that, which is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my entire life because that then I'm on top of not fitting into any of my clothes. I have nothing that I feel confident in. So it's like, then I walk into a place, I look in a mirror and I'm like, I look awful. And so what I would do is first of all, buy new clothes that fit. And then also wear less clothes. <laughs> so like when you're by yourself or like in the comfort of your own home, just be like, force yourself to look in the mirror, let the, let yourself think whatever thought you think first and then positively like reverse it. So it's like, if you see yourself get comfortable with the roles, shake in the mirror, like, like look at, look at everything that you have and, and normalize what your body is because the more you see it, the less scary it will be because it's shocking how many people like just avoid mirrors completely. Um, I also recommend or photos. Yes. Like uh, actually I recommend taking as many photos as like, it's your job almost like, cause you see one picture of yourself and you're like, and you spiral. Like I, I literally saw a picture of myself this weekend. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, like, do do I look like that? Like, and then I took, there was like 70,000 more, but then your brain focuses on that one that you looked a little weird in or whatever you thought, like whatever you thought, take pictures of yourself at like every single angle and notice just because I don't know. I, I always think it's funny where you, you, you put all of your worth on the photo that your dad took when your dad can't take photos good. Like he doesn't know where to go. <laughs> like That's He's true. not hitting the angles or the Tom's lighting. Like, he the takes yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm putting my worth on this photo that my dad took. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about this. <laughs> like, I don't, I, for me, I gained more confidence 
starting Instagram and realizing that out of the 70 pictures I took of myself, that there is only one going up and is the one that I switched three times to get, you know, it's not, it's not the one, the very first one, like from the first day I started taking photos, like the first day I started taking photos, they were all horrible. I didn't know like anything about it. So I thought I like sucked at it. And I was like, well, like, I guess I, I just, I, like I would overanalyze it and I would think that I would just look like shit all the time. And then you get to a point where you realize how many different angles there are that you technically don't even know what your body looks like. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a weird, it's, it's a mind. I don't know if I can swear. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was trying to be good about it, but it's, <laughs> a, it's a mind fuck. Okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. You can bleep me out, I guess. <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, um, yeah, no, it, it's just, it's a mind fuck. Like it really is. But if you take more photos, if you post the ones even that you feel like not as confident in, or you see things, but you post it anyway, and you let that anxiety kind of rush over you and like subside and realize I love this picture, but I don't like the way my leg looks or my arm looks or anything Post it anyway, because like the imperfections are what makes it like unique and real and really, really cool. So yeah, wear less clothes, walk around your house, like a lot, like go into every single mirror, like shake around, like look at like rolls, freckles, birthmarks, whatever you have and get more comfortable with every single angle of your body. Not just the one photo that you took, get in more photos. Like you never know which ones might you might like or like might turn out great you know it's just getting more comfortable seeing yourself because so many people are shocked when they see themselves on camera because they're like oh my god I didn't know I looked like that when I don't know it's you just got to get more comfortable with it that's like the that's for me is how I started accepting my body because I would never get in photos and now I'm like everyone I'm like oh I'll I'll be in the photo now (laughs) like I I know that whatever however it comes out I'll be okay you know yeah but I think you like you you've been through the lower time to be able to do that now and I think you've got through the uncomfortable stage of that and it doesn't matter what photo it doesn't matter what angle we can always like our mind just goes Mm -hmm. to the negative whatever it may be um you also, you mentioned about how you t- how you talk to yourself matters, and I know that was post maybe back in July, I think it was. And I don't think a lot of people realize that they end up putting themselves down first before someone else can. From from what element of trauma, yeah. whatever it may be, but how important it is has it been for you that you, the way you start you start speaking to yourself rather than le- letting someone else tell you or dictate how the narrative is to yourself. Yeah. So I've noticed growing up, like we're always, you're always told to kind of be, you're always told to be modest and like being like, okay, yeah, just, you know, don't be too like egotistical and everything like that. Like if you always want to come across like you're a good person and everything. And then I feel like sometimes we can internalize that as like, don't accept any compliments. Like, like make sure if you think that you're pretty, then that means you're self-obsessed in a photo. Like if you think that you um, oh, I like my hair. It's like, oh my God, no, like stop. Like you're being way too like into yourself, you know? So I've kind of realized that there, so I've tried, I, I realized that there was a difference between cockiness and confidence. And the difference is that you just, that one of them is like, you're all self-adjusting. You think that you're like the best person in the room and everything, but 
thinking that you look good in a photo does not mean that you're a bad person. And it does not mean that you should punish yourself mentally for thinking that. Or if you think that you look bad in a photo, that also doesn't mean you should punish yourself for thinking that you look bad in a photo. So what, what I would do is it's, it's kind of similar to your intrusive thoughts. Like when you have an intrusive thought, you immediately think like, Oh my God, I look so ugly. I'm just going to use that as an example. And what I would do, and this is how I kind of overcame a lot of the intrusive thoughts and everything like that was I would write it down. I would write down me. I'm so ugly. And then I would positively reverse it to, I don't like this photo, but like, it's, that's not who I am. I like my eyes. Like some, like I would always end it with something positive and I would positively reverse it. Every single intrusive thought or negative thought that I had about myself or about a situation or about a person, I would write them all down, whether I was able to reverse them or not at the time. But at the end of the day, I would go through every single one and I would positively reverse it. So my brain knew in the moment to reverse it. And then it started doing it automatically. Whereas like if I got a D on a test and I'm like, I am the stupidest person on the planet. And like my brain would just go directly to that. And then I'd be like, I would write it down and then I would positively reverse it in my mind at the time. And I'd be like, no, you're not stupid. Like you just, you read through the questions too fast. Like you didn't process what it meant and you will do better next time. Sorry reassess kind of the situation say what can i do better or rather than kind of hitting yourself down with negative i like that i like exactly. that I like exactly that thank you yeah and it's just it, yeah it, it just makes sure that you don't like you've never talked to your friend that way like how would you positively reverse it in a way that you will believe that like you would to your friends like if your friend failed the test being like no no, no. Like, you don't, like hey it's not the end of the world like you have this this and this you have to start talking to yourself like that too yeah, it's kind of like if, so, if someone's listening to this and they've got kids and like if you heard your kids kind of saying that about themselves, what you've just said to yourself, would, would you be happy with what they've said? That's kind of like, well, exactly. what's different for you? Why is it so different for you? Or one of the things that I've kind of said, like sometimes I say it to clients is like, if you got a picture of yourself as a kid, would you be happy how you're talking to that person right now? And it's kind of like most yeah. people wouldn't be we can put ourselves straight down straight away but it's it's not going to bring us to where we want to go ultimately and like it's just not going to be very very helpful um the importance of respecting yourself i think is a massive one as well i don't think i think a lot of people do struggle with this and they come from an element of self-worth and stuff which is a different podcast completely there are other ones like so if you ever want to get a book get self-compassion by kirsten neff like it's the greatest book of all time for self-compassion really? she, she's the queen she's on loads of podcasts she's 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 the queen of self-compassion um so i'd highly recommend that there's exercise in it as well it's it's amazing resource but how important is it for you to actually like respect yourself because there's no there's no point in us looking fishing for compliments from say other people especially if like you've spoken about cutting the putting the photos out and you put an awful lot of content out and there's an awful lot of content of, of photos of yourself there's no point in looking for the validation from others looking for the respect from them if we don't ultimately respect ourselves and how important has that been for you that shift yeah so i've noticed a lot of times yeah people put their like self-worth and everything in other people and like what, what their compliments mean and everything like that. So a lot of times people get themselves into these toxic relationships, which 
is like friendship, family, or romantic. Like it's literally all three. So, and a lot of the times everybody focuses on the romantic one and that's not, and that's almost, it's, it's not the main case almost ever. So when, when I started realizing that like the friends that I had around me were not actually like my friends and that I was accepting the bare minimum of friendship is when I kind of realized that that's just, it's not what I wanted. And that it's almost better to be alone and like be happy with your own company. And like, I started doing day dates by myself and I'd be like going to the movies. If I wanted to do something, never, ever, ever did I think that I would have to go with somebody. I would always have fun going by myself. And so I had to start learning to do that. And then it made me realize that I had a whole new level of what I expected from friendship and like romantic relationships and everything like that, because I was doing this so happily by myself. If you made it worse by coming along, I'm going to respect myself enough to just be like, I don't need your negative opinions, (laughs) everything like that. You can go do your own thing. I'm very happy doing this by myself. So what I I talked about this on um, actually my post about respecting yourself and everything where I watch this comedy show once a year (laughs) because I just love it so much. It's, um, it's by Daniel Sloss and it's on Netflix and it's called Jigsaw. And it literally says, it's like, if you love yourself at like at a two and somebody comes along and loves you at a three, you're going to be like, wow, that's like, that's so much. And then it's, but it's literally less than half. So when, when you think about that, if you then, if you get to a point where you can love yourself at a 10, somebody comes along and like, just like respects the shit out of you. And like, you have so much fun with them and you're like, you don't rely on your friendship, your, your family member, your relationship for all of your happiness because, and you, and you expect so much more and you like, you, you respect them in turn so much more because you view every relationship that you have in front of you as an equal where you give to them and they give to you. And you're not consistently running low on energy and like just running yourself too thin on every aspect of your life because people aren't giving back and even just a way of making you feel appreciated. And then you feel taken advantage of. And then that adds on to your stress and your self-worth and everything like that. So it's like if you can learn to be okay with yourself and be confident enough in who you are to expect to accept only like what you want and like almost like if, if somebody comes and shows you kindness accept it and believe that you're worth it because if you don't then you're going to be with the person who or, or like be around people who don't treat you as well as you feel like you deserve to be treated or with the people that you feel like you do deserve to be treated with and they're not they're not great and everybody deserves to be treated with a level of respect, you know? I don't know if that made sense, but yeah, I'm kind no, of... No, it, it does make sense. I, I, it really, really does make sense because I think respect stops with you. Like, that really, really does. It, it stops with you. Mm-hmm. We can't expect everyone to respect us if we don't respect ourselves. Um, and that, I think mean, that's a big tool. I think that's a big a big statement. I don't, I don't think a lot of people kind of... They, they, they kind of push insecurities up to the top and they don't actually want to dig in because it's too uncomfortable. And a lot of people don't want to go to the uncomfortable because it's new. Like I always say, change isn't hard. Maths are hard. Change is uncomfortable. Um, and it's one of those things that I think a lot of people don't ultimately, one, believe that they can actually 
change because of fear or self-sabotage, but they also yeah. don't believe that they they can or they want to. And like like people are so busy looking at other people on social media and saying, well, well why do they have this? But then we're they're the same people that are going to put down those people if they were to do something or like if, as you said, when you were getting pictures yes. and people were pigeonholing or like looking at your leg or something like that uh, and saying, well, something's off for your leg. It's like nothing's wrong with my leg. <laughs> it's just the angle. Yeah, focus um, on your own leg. <laughs> ex- yeah, exactly. Get your own one. Um, you you mentioned in a post about okay with saying no. And I think this is one of those things that a lot of people struggle with. That two, that yeah. two-letter word, so many of us struggle. Um how important has that been for you bringing in that into kind of like more of a routine and into the woke up and actually using it without being okay to say no? Yeah. Yeah, well, I feel like people associate like no with being selfish when in reality, if you look at it, if you flip that mindset of being it's actually the most selfless thing that you can do is to say no, is like it's just it, it, that was like life changing to me was realizing that when I say no, it's it means that I'm going to be 10 times better for you when I do say yes, because I'm taking that time for myself so I can like regroup get all my stuff together and like feel my best. So that way, when I do say yes, I'm a hundred percent. Cause if I said yes to everything, you're going to get me at like 10% and I'm going to be either irritable or like not in a good mood or don't want to be here. <laughs> and then why would I say, like, why would I say yes to that? Why do you want half-assed version of me in your area? You know what I mean? Or even if I am like, if, like if, I don't know, it's just, if you don't, if I do not want to do something, and these, and the person I'm doing it for, I know is not going to appreciate it, but I'm just doing it to make myself feel better. Um, it's, it's, it's no, you shouldn't be saying yes. I, I just think if you don't want to go out to a party, cause you know that the next day you're going to feel 10 times better and you need that night of like staying in and being okay. The next time you go out, you're going to be the best. You're going to be the life of the party. You're going to be the best person there. So if now when I say yes, I know I only say yes when I know that I'm going to be like a hundred percent, like when I feel like I'm going to be good. If somebody wants me to help them move, I'm not going to say yes to my acquaintance who I don't really like very much. I'm going to say yes to my best friend. So I can like, we can play music and we're like, I'm going to help you move. I'm going to help everything like that. You know, it's just, you have to be specific with who you say yes to, because I'm going to use the moving example. Again, if I said yes to my acquaintance and then the next day, my best friend tells me to move. I'm not going to be there 100% for her because I was there for this girl who I don't really like. I'm helping her move just because I thought it was the right thing to do. And now I'm completely drained and mentally exhausted for the next day, either helping my best friend move or like, or even just hanging out with somebody who I genuinely care about, who treats me the way that I want to be treated and who is always there for me. It's just, you. Ha- I just think that if you look at it that way, you prioritize the people in your life that you say yes to then your life is going to be so much better because a lot of people have a, have a really hard time of saying no, because they feel like then nobody's going to like them. The people that love you and want to be around you are not only around you because you say yes to them. Like if you, if they said no to you, you wouldn't hate them. You wouldn't be like, Oh no, yeah. I'm never talking to you again. You suck. Like this is it. Our friendship's over. Like that it's a, it's an intrusive thought that when you, if you say no, that somebody's not going to like you. 
that's if, if they don't, Oh my God, bye. <laughs> like, okay. You know, it's just, I don't know. I think that's the most important is flipping that mindset of realizing that it, saying no is the most selfless thing that you can do for the people that you actually care about. Yeah. And I think that is an amazing sentiment to have because I know it can kind of come back to, is kind of like you're, you're actually being selfish if you're not offering the world your best or those around you your best. And when actually people think it's the opposite, it's like, no, you're actually being selfish by not giving the people around you that you actually care of their opinion rather than John and Mary down the road who want you to watch their dog for the weekend. Don't know where that example came out of, by the way. Um, <laughs> what's such a random example. Um, but like you, it. <laughs> you, the, the, the whole thing with kind of lockdown and stuff, is you have it kind of in, intertwines what we've spoken about for the last little while is being okay to say no you're not in your intrusive thoughts dealing with comments on your body talk how you talk to yourself matters and then it's leading into how you've been your authentic self on the likes of social media and tiktok and all that kind of stuff i'm too old for tiktok i don't get it i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i'm way too old for it i just don't get it no um but how important has it been for you to be able to have a platform to be able to say right this is me and if you like it you like it if you don't you can fuck off (laughs) yeah um i actually it it was almost more recent where i was i've kind of cared more so about like the content i was sharing than like the likes and the follows and stuff that i would get from that um because I feel like social media, you can be at such a high. And like, if you, if like your post as well, or you get like new followers, whatever you can, you, there is such like a, it's like a, it's like a serotonin hit. You know what I mean? Like each time. Yeah. Like each time you refresh, you're like, Oh my God, I didn't realize that. Oh, like I'm so excited. Like, but um, then the exact opposite can happen. If you post something that you're so proud of, you post it, you took you like the longest to do. And everyone doesn't seem to be reacting to it. Um, I'm mo- like, I realized recently that like the posts that might not do as well sometimes do hit one person. And like, I remember like po- like posting something. This was a while ago, and it did so bad. And I was like, this sucks. <laughs> like, well, all right, like this is the one I put like my heart into, and I really like believed in this one but I ended up getting like two or three DMS about it. Like, and everybody else, like I thought hated it. And I was like, I was borderline going to delete it. Cause I was so embarrassed with how bad it was doing. And it was like the one where I got like DMS just being like, actually like this, like I never thought about this. And like this, like genuinely changed the way I was thinking about it. And I'm going to like implement it into everything now. And I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. Like that is, awesome. That's <laughs> not what I was expecting. I thought that everybody hated it. And it, just because somebody like doesn't like or comment or like interact at all with your, with your, your stuff doesn't mean that it doesn't impact somebody in a positive or a negative way. So I, I more, more, more recently, I kind of realized it's like my, the social media is not everything. And what really matters is if you're, if you can put out a piece of advice that has helped you that it might help at least one or two other people, even if it doesn't resonate with anybody else, if it helps you, it will help somebody else. So even if it doesn't get like the interaction or like the follows that you want from it, it will 
hit deeper with somebody else than a superficial post of being like, Oh my God, at the beach, like <laughs> doing great. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, which do you prefer? So. Do you prefer Instagram or do you prefer TikTok? Um, I put a lot more effort and work into Instagram. So I would say Instagram. Medium, yeah. yeah. It's, I love Instagram. Like, but if I was to just, if I wanted to like relax and just like chill, I would be more likely to scroll on TikTok. But um, I have been, because, because Instagram has reels and it has posts. So I have like the two there, but um, yeah, a lot of the stuff I make is on TikTok for Instagram, but I, I don't know. I, I Instagram, I'm going to say Instagram. <laughs> That one's that one's my that one's and if you were to give, if you were to give advice for someone who's looking to kind of like get into kind of like Instagram and start doing TikToks and start doing Instagram and kind of go down that route, what would your advice be to someone kind of going trying to get into that field? Oh yeah. So my the biggest thing is consistency. So there are so many people that I know who have started a fitness account and every single one of them has stopped. I'm the only one that has like continued like all of all of my friends. I've probably had 10 to 12 friends either start one or like, or like want to start one. And some of them just never start. Then the other, however many just stopped like completely because it's like, it's so, so, so easy to get discouraged, but you don't realize you learn so much. Like if I post, you want to post three times a week to every day. I post mostly every day. Sometimes I'll post three times a week, depending on how busy I am. But that's like the main, that's my main thing is consistency. Because if you're consistent, you learn. And it's like, if you learn, you realize what works, what doesn't work. You get better at taking the photos. You get better quality. You start realizing like that you start, you start getting more people. Cause if you consistently post, you realize like, Oh, this works. I'm going to start doing this. And then um, I can, like interact with more people this way and you you get more connections, you get more online friends, <laughs> you get it, you get it all. So the consistency is number one for sure. Then not getting embarrassed is a huge one. Uh it's just like putting up things that you might be embarrassed about. And like people, you might be like, oh, some I think I'm so weird. But it's about being confident in yourself. Just being like, if you think it's good, if you think it's funny it you can always like delete it later why not just post it just to see like do do your best like like look at people who you want to be like and emulate kind of what they're doing um social media like a lot of the time yeah you can come up with original content but you can see other people and be like i really like what they're doing i'm gonna like take that idea and like morph it a bit into something else that i want to do so it's just practice practicing perfect too like seeing things like doing them as much as you can posting it who not caring about what anybody else thinks and starting because I like there are probably thousands of people who could be like Dixie D'Amelio on TikTok but never started because they're embarrassed of what other people would think and like bad that I have no idea who that is that's okay (laughs) I actually recently figured out who she was too yeah, it's it's she's she's like a I I don't know the age, but she's she's a TikToker. <laughs> she's like a dancer. Yeah, she's uh, like sixteen or something. Oh, go away! Okay, okay. Um, and you recently did a face to face. You did a talk. Uh, 
down in uh, uh, down in, uh, at the manor. Is that what it's called? That is yes. what it's called. Yeah, yeah. How did you, how did you kind of cope with that? Because talking in person is not easy, but also when you're on a stage with other people as well who are in the fitness industry, how did you find that? And how did you kind of kind of um, prepare for it? One, and how did you kind of deal with the kind of the questions that were coming in? Yeah, so um, I practiced before I went on. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I love to like be prepared and like kind of prep. Um, when I'm nervous, funny enough, I like over talk. Like I'll, I just won't be able to stop talking. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, da, 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 da. and then, but with a panel, obviously you can't do that. So I'm like, you have to remember to stop talking. <laughs> like you can't keep going. So I, it was my first panel talk ever. And every single person on the panel was the nicest person. Like, and I've seen most of them on like social media and everything like that. Um, and when I met them, I was just like, you guys are so nice. <laughs> like I wasn't expecting you guys to be so nice. Oh my God. But, um, when I went on, I was like, I was so nervous. Like I was shaking and, um, yeah, actually, oh, actually, he wasn't on the panel, but he, he uh, this this guy taught me like some breathing techniques before I went on, and I was like ready to go. And me and um, this girl Jen were like, "All right, we're ready to go. Like we're we're gonna go on." Like because it was both our um, both our first time at the panel talk, doing doing a panel talk. So we went on stage, and I was first. <laughs> like it, Greg O'Shea was um, was hosting it. He was like, "All right, and D, what does resilience mean to you?" And I'm like, "Oh my God, me first. Okay." <laughs> whoa <laughs> but um it was like the more I was up there like the more I talked I felt more comfortable but I just I don't know I took it as like more of a learning experience and just being like okay I it, it like I survived it I felt like I did okay like and it was just the most amazing experience and just like the people I met being able to do that like I feel not a lot of people get to do that and I just thought I was I felt like really lucky to be able to do it and just like it's just, it was just, I don't know. It was really awesome. I, I learned so much and I know now that I'm going to be a lot more confident going in next time. Hopefully <laughs> we will hope, but, um, yeah, that, that, that was, I, I kind of forgot the original question. <laughs> so good. You answered it. You nailed it. So okay, perfect. Good. Um, do you, where can people find out about to work with you? Cause I know you do online coaching as well. Where can people find out about your TikTok? Where can people find out about your social media? Yeah. So everything is dear Jeray. My name's spelled weird because it's supposed to be. D-E-I-R. I've typed it in so many times. <laughs> it's, it's like it's, I before E, E before I. I was like, I don't know which one it is. I know. I know. If if I uh, if I didn't have a website and everything like that, I would have changed. I would I would have changed it by now because everybody was like, your name is spelled wrong. I'm like <laughs> I know, <laughs> but um, it's D I E R D R E Ray R A E. Um, on everything like deirdurae.com, deirdurae Instagram, deirdurae. I, I recently got a Twitter. Well, that was, was pretty big for me. Um, but uh, yeah, that, and then my, yeah, my, my online coaching and everything is dfit and that's deirdurae.com and that's all my programs and stuff like that and mental health stuff. So amazing. And, you're, and hopefully yeah. there's going to be a few more recipes up there. I'm looking forward to seeing the recipes. No pressure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I actually have a few like really good ones coming. So amazing. <laughs> uh d thank you so much for for coming on and being so honest and open and i think uh, i i know whatever you ha- have kind of just said is going is going to hit home for for someone that i know because a lot of people are struggling unfortunately but I, I do think that it's interesting to know that our problems aren't our own everyone someone else that has that mm-hmm. problem right now has overcome that problem 
So it is important to like yeah. there are there is support for people that's coming some, someone's coming from an eating disorder background. There is hope for someone. There is help for someone if 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 they if they want it as well. But thank you so much for coming on, Dee. Thank you so much for having me.